This is Sports Business Radio with Brian Berger. Presented by Pastano. On today's show, Brian sits down with the North American Group President of Adidas, Mark King. One of the things that we're trying to develop here is that the Adidas brand is a little bit off the main track and that it's really for people who see the world through their own lens and we're really looking for people who are creators and not just followers. Now, with Sports Business Radio, here's Brian Berger. Thanks for checking out the only show dedicated to covering the business side of sports. Glad you could join us. We're happy to be powered by our friends at Pastano. Follow them online at Pastano.com or on Twitter at Pastano. Our friend Mark King, Adidas Group, president for North America, will join us this week. We'll discuss his new sports business podcast, Extraordinary Happens, competing in sports business in life. He's had some great guests on already. We'll also talk about other happenings at Adidas. That's coming up with Mark King. We've got headlines first, though, and I'm joined by our executive producer, Brian Griggs. Griggs, how are you? I'm doing great, and uh, I know we were just talking before we went on the air about our brackets that have been destroyed early. Boy, (laughs) March Madness is underway, and it it was really interesting. The first two days of the tournament, lots of upsets, including Michigan State going out. Ouch. He has a 15-seed Middle Tennessee State beat them, and you know I had Michigan State winning the whole thing, so I tweeted out that... This is the earliest I've ever been eliminated from contention. I mean, I've never had, in all the years I've done a bracket, I've never had my champion go out in round one. So That hurts. Yeah, it hurts. And the bad thing is my other picks were pretty good. But right. when you lose your champion in round one, you're, you're pretty much done. It trickles down, too. I had Michigan State playing Oregon in the final game, so we were both kind of in the same boat there. So, uh, yeah, we'll cross this list off. The, uh, the bracket is busted for me. But what happened during the weekend is that chalk started taking place. And you saw... Uh, Duke and North Carolina and Indiana and Kansas, some real basketball powerhouse programs advanced to the Sweet 16. So that's great news for CBS. Sure. Great news for Turner. We remember Joanne Scott, who runs March Madness, was on our show a few weeks ago. Don't forget, a lot of these games as we advance are going to be on Turner. They're not on CBS this year. Final Four on TBS, not CBS. So uh, that's going to be interesting to see what those ratings look like because that's the first time that that has taken place. But, you know, when you have the household names of the programs, the coaches, all four number one seeds as of this recording are still intact, uh, it's lining up to be a good visual for TV as we head on down the stretch of this thing. Well, and they uh, their coverage is great. I mean, it's great again this year. I love, you know, Barkley and, and the whole crew, and um, the channels all look great. It's fun watching it online. I love how you can just stream it wherever you are. It's great. I mean, they're, they're, <clears throat> their setup for coverage is really good, and it continues to get better. So Major League Baseball went to Cuba this past week. That was a big story, not just sports-wise, Griggs, but also politically. Lots of people had different opinions about Major League Baseball going to Cuba. At the end of the day, I thought, as is the case so many times, sports is a conversation starter for things much bigger than sports. And I thought that President Obama and I thought Derek Jeter and Rob Manfred and Dave Winfield and all the people that went and you know, were part of the uh, group that went to Cuba. I thought they did a really nice job. I thought ESPN did a really nice job covering the game. Um, when the interview with President Obama took place by the ESPN broadcasters during the game, it was the day of the Brussels bombings. And, 
you know, that's a, a sad, sad situation. But I thought there was the right mixture of questions about real world things and politics mixed in with baseball and sports. So kudos to ESPN for, I thought, doing a nice job with that. But what will be interesting to see is where do things go from here? Do we see more games in Cuba? What do relations look like between the United States and Cuba? And obviously, we don't want to turn this into a political show. But, you know, at the end of the day, if you can have baseball players get to the United States from Cuba other than on a raft and risking their lives, that might be a good start. Yeah. Um, you know, do we play more games over in Cuba? Do we have a better relationship with the government? Are the people in Cuba treated better than they've been treated thus far? I thought it was phenomenal. Jackie Robinson's wife is 92 years old. She made the trip. Greg, she looks 65. She looks fantastic. What a great representative to have on that trip as well. And uh, I thought it was well done by Major League Baseball. You know, sometimes these turn into uh, political circuses or there's a lot of pomp and circumstance. I thought Tampa Bay and their organization did a nice job all the way around. Really uh, well done. Yeah, it was, and it, it's historical. I mean, it was it was crazy seeing uh, President Obama sitting in Cuba watching a ball game. I right. mean, how cool was that? And like you said, um, you hit on something that I think is really important: is sports is that avenue to get in to conversations like this. Let me. Right. My dad, it was always sports and weather because you can talk about it. Nobody cares. You're not going to get angry usually. And that gets it going to the next thing. So I think uh, that was a great move. And like you said, ESPN did a great job. The game was cool and uh, good coverage. Big names over there, which was good, too. More headlines this week. Alex Rodriguez said this week that 2017 will be his last season. His contract with the Yankees will expire, and he's going to hang it up. That'll be interesting. So, you know, it's funny, Griggs is that the Yankees really didn't want A-Rod back. There was this long battle. Then he came back last year. He had a pretty good year. Led the team to the playoffs, or you know they lost in the the single elimination game, but they had a better year than some expected. He had a much better year than many expected. What will his next two years look like? But will the Yankees ring the register and say, "Hey, come see A Rod play on his yeah. farewell tour," and take advantage of that when they were trying to push him out the door before last season? So. The other thing is, what's the legacy of A-Rod going to be? Ironically, Griggs, check this out. A-Rod's first year on the Hall of Fame ballot will be the last year on the ballot for Clemens and Bonds. Hmm. So there's always been this debate, which we won't get into right now, about who do you let in? Who do you keep off? There was the steroid era. Do you keep everyone out? Do you let everyone in? Do you treat it case by case? What will the future hold for A-Rod? Because if you just look at pure stats, like with Bonds, like with Clemens, they're first ballot Hall of Famers. Sure. But when you factor in that they use performance-enhancing drugs, then that changes things. So I'll be interested to see how these last few years work out for A-Rod. And then also, does he get voted in eventually? Because, again, if you just go by pure numbers... It's a no-brainer that oh, he's yeah. a Hall of Famer. For sure. And I, I think, uh, again, you hit a good point where what's New York going to do? Is it going to be like a Kobe Bryant where everybody's loving it, the fairway right. tool? Jeter. Tool? Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, Lakers and all the fans are buying up tickets for it. Or will it be, the you know, do we not say anything? Obviously, I think the Yankees are probably going to try and sell some tickets over this. Absolutely. And, and look, A-Rod doesn't have, he's not a beloved figure like Jeter was. He's not as well-liked, I would say, as even someone like Kobe Bryant. Yeah. So, you know, there may be some people that are like, good riddance, A-Rod. We can't wait for you to leave. But I will give him this credit. Last year, 
he seemed, and this is from afar, he seemed to have changed his ways on and off the field. And maybe he learned some lessons from sitting out that season. But, you know, we'll see. Everyone likes a comeback. Everyone likes a good fairy book, you know, story ending. And, and mm-hmm. we'll see how it ends with A-Rod. But it'll be interesting to watch. So the other, another headline this week, NFL owners met this week. They added the ejection rule. So for the 2016 season only, players will be subject to automatic ejection if they commit two unsportsmanlike conduct penalties in the same game. We've heard players like Richard Sherman come out and say, how come suits are making this up? They never played the game. Players aren't happy with this rule. Roger Goodell basically says, look, if you're on good behavior and you have good conduct in the game, you're not going to get kicked out. If you have unsportsmanlike conduct twice in the game, you're going to get kicked out. I happen to, this is one of the rare times, <laughs> rare times, mark this down. I agree with Roger Goodell and with the league for instituting this penalty. We saw some heinous yeah. fouls and shots taken, especially in that Cincinnati Bengals. Pittsburgh. Yeah, where Antonio Brown got laid out. Yep. And I just think that you need to protect the players. I don't want to turn this into, you know, game of tiddlywings here, <laughs> but I also think that these guys are coming so fast at each other, they're hitting each other so hard that you've got to do things like this to protect the players. Otherwise, you're going to have guys teeing off on each other like I think oh, was yeah. the case in the playoffs last year and, you know, at some points during last year. Um, the other thing I've got to comment on that came out of these NFL owners meetings, Jerry Jones, owner of the Cowboys, was interviewed and he said that he sees no direct link between CTE and football. Of course not. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Does he have CTE? Yeah. I mean, how can you say that at wow. this point when an NFL doc has come out yep. and said, look, there is a relation. Roger Goodell was asked about that this week and you know he tried to sidestep the issue as much as he can, basically said we're still learning more and more about that relation. Um, but I think it's pretty clear scientific evidence at this point, and for someone like Jerry Jones to come out and say that, to me, is just silly and ignorant at this point. Yeah, it's ludicrous, and I agree with you, too. I agree with Roger Goodell. I think it's a good chance and opportunity to try and, quote, clean up the game a little bit because of what we've been seeing lately, especially in the playoffs this last season, just like targeting uh, many pe- penalties we saw targeting guys, and uh, I'm, I'm in the greens. We'll see how it uh, plays out, as always, with the NFL. It's, there's drama with everything. Last thing on the NFL meetings, Roger Goodell says the NFL will not return draft picks to the New England Patriots as part of the deflate gate penalty by the league. One of the picks is a first round pick in next month's NFL draft. So Robert Kraft had written a letter to Roger Goodell basically saying, look, the penalty to Tom Brady was rescinded, even though that's still in the court system. It was appealed by the NFL. We want our picks returned. Roger Goodell says that's not going to happen. So um, another note, the LA Rams will be featured on HBO's Hard Knocks. I think that's a good choice. I mean, look, they're relocating from St. Louis. It's so much more than just football. You're going to have people uprooting their lives and moving from St. Louis to LA. You're going into the number two media market. So of course, you're going to feature the team that's going to play in the number two media market and so many different storylines around the Rams moving back to Los Angeles. So I think it's a natural yeah. that you do that. I think, you know, San Francisco and Chip Kelly would have been interesting. Um, the Cowboys are always an interesting story. 
Cleveland with Hugh Jackson as their head coach now, and do they take RG3? Hmm. Do they trade for Colin Kaepernick? Like, There's some interesting storylines there. That would have been interesting, but you can't fault anyone for picking no. the Rams in this case, and um, I, I think that will be an interesting watch. I always enjoy Hard Knocks, and I'll be tuning in. Well done, Joe, and uh, like you're right, I mean, L.A., it's kind of a no-brainer. You had to do it. I mean, and like you said, too, you got all these players uprooting their families, moving. I mean, that's storyline right there. Right. You got number two market, storyline right there. You got the, like you said, coming back to L.A., which is huge, which a lot of teams don't have that in their back pocket. So exactly. That's, that's big. Our last headline of the week, Raymond Moore resigns as CEO of the BNP Paribus Open after these sexist comments. I think the WTA, you know, in my next life when I come back, I want to be someone in the WTA because <laughs> they, they ride on the coattails of the men. They don't make any decision, then they're lucky. They're very, very lucky. I, if I was a lady player, I'd go down every, every night on my knees and thank God that the Roger Federer and the Rafa Nadal were born because they've carried the sport. So many things wrong with just that soundbite. He went on and elaborated, and what he elaborated with was, was as bad as what you just heard right there. But in this day and age, for people to think like that is ridiculous. First of all, I have an 11-year-old daughter. If you listen to the show, you know that. I have four sisters. Like, I am all about equal rights for females. The other thing is, is this is the leader of your tournament. This is the CEO of the tournament. Do you think that if Raymond Moore continued as the CEO of this tournament, that any females and probably males would come play in this event? Absolutely not. They would boycott the event. The thing that was stunning to me from a PR perspective, though, Griggs, is BNP had no response. Raymond Moore made these comments in front of a BNP banner. BNP is the title sponsor of the tournament. They had nothing to say. They didn't condemn the comments. They didn't say, hey, we're happy he resigned. There was no response from them at all. And if your brand is tied to someone in controversy, you're automatically dragged into that controversy. And the fact that they said nothing was crazy to me. But at the end of the day, I'm glad that Raymond Moore resigned. I hope that he doesn't find another job because his views of the world are very archaic and outdated. Um, and I think that the WTA and everyone in tennis is better off without someone like this involved in tennis. And by the way, I thought Serena Williams, when asked about this, handled everything very well. I thought what she said was right on the money. And uh, kudos to her because she could have blown him out of the water much more than she did, but she was pretty... Uh, politically correct with how she handled her response to Raymond Moore's ludicrous comments. All right, coming up next, Mark King, Adidas Group, president for North America, will join me. We'll discuss his sports business podcast and the latest happenings at Adidas. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back. Stay in touch with SBR on Twitter. Twitter.com slash SB Radio. Powered by Postano. Hi, it's Brian Berger, host of Sports Business Radio, but also the founder and CEO of the exclusive Sports PR Summit. The Sports PR Summit is an annual event bringing together senior PR executives from the sports world, national media members, and pro athletes for a full day of panel discussion, featured conversations, and face-to-face networking in New York City. Past speakers have included ESPN reporter Jeremy Schapp, Sports Illustrated executive editor John Wartime, 
former NFL veterans Tiki Barber and Derek Mason, NBA Senior VP of PR Mike Bass, and other top PR minds from across the sports world. The 2016 Sports PR Summit will take place on Tuesday, May 17th at the Players' Tribune, which is a new digital media platform created and curated by some of the world's top athletes and founded by former Yankees great Derek Jeter. The Sports PR Summit is an invite-only event limited to 125 attendees. If you're a senior sports PR executive and you'd like to be invited to the 2016 Sports PR Summit at the Players' Tribune in New York City, get in touch with us via the Sports PR Summit website at sportsprsummit.com. That's sportsprsummit.com. Follow the Sports PR Summit on Twitter and Instagram at Sports PR Summit and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Sports PR Summit. I hope to see you at the 2016 Sports PR Summit on May 17th at the Players' Tribune in New York City. Back to Sports Business Radio with Brian Berger. My guest is Mark King. He is the Adidas Group President for North America. You can find his sports business podcast. It's a good one. Extraordinary Happens. Find it on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Mark, thanks for joining us again on Sports Business Radio. How are you? I'm doing great, Brian. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this conversation. So, boy, you've had some great guests so far on your podcast. Everyone from Aaron Rodgers to Vaughn Miller. Uh, I really enjoyed the Bill Self interview. And then this week, Snoop Dogg was on your show. And I listened to that earlier today. Just a diverse group of people. And I really have enjoyed your conversations. What have been some of your favorite moments so far? Uh, honestly, Brian, first of all, you know, you, you did, uh, you know, did me the, the, the favor of talking to me really before I launched, we launched the podcast and, um, you know, it was really uncharted ground for me, but it's just been, you know, for me personally, it's been thrilling. And like you said, we started with Aaron Rodgers and then we had Vaughn Miller and we had Pam Oliver and. Uh, Eric Berry, and, and uh, we had Don Garber from the MSF, from Major League Soccer, and, and then Bill Self, and, and then we had Snoop Dogg, and each one in their own way is very different, um, and yet it's just so fascinating to hear these stories, Brian, and, you know, some of them had these kind of big plans from the start of their their careers, like Eric Berry, you know, he, he knew he was going to be a great athlete, he said, from the time he was 12, but most of them, and it surprised me, Brian, you know, just kind of followed their passion and, and ended up doing, you know, really great things in their field. And what surprised me, even Snoop Dogg, how humble these people are having done these really extraordinary things. So it's really surprised me, um, you know, just and, and the honesty and, uh, that they share online. It's just really been fascinating to me. Yeah, I think the thing that's the common thing for me that I've learned via your podcast so far is how sports and life are intertwined. And it's been interesting to hear your guests talk about how sports was kind of an igniter for them to do other things, whether it was Snoop Dogg and he played sports and how he still coaches. And, you know, even though he's a musician, he still kind of relates to sports. But sports is an igniter for a bigger conversation. That's been a common theme that I've heard so far on your podcast. Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely, Brian. And And Bill Self was fantastic. I mean, how he talked about making practice hard and, and making, you know, because life is hard and it prepares people 
um, you know, sport prepares people to deal with. I mean, those are things that, you know, are kind of, they're cliches, but when you hear, you know, you know, some of the best people in sport, and, and especially Bill as you know, getting ready here, I mean, close to, you know, being in the, the final eight, uh, if things go well this week, but it, it, it it's really fascinating to me how they've, they really see life through sport, and uh, and that's really cool. Well, and so many of the skills that sports can allow you to have later in life. So Bill Self talked about leadership. He talked about being a good teammate, which then translates into being a good you know, work colleague later in life. Snoop Dogg talked about taking care of your body by playing yeah. sports and how that keeps you in shape when you get older. And uh, even Bill Self talked about winning the right way. And yeah, you know, I just think the conversations have been fascinating so far. How are you feeling? You know, I could tell the first one that you did with Aaron Rodgers, you were a little bit nervous, but you seem like you're getting more and more comfortable and conversational as you've gone on. Well, Brian, you know, and you know this, and, and, and having, you know, doing a wonderful podcast yourself. Well, thank you. But it's hard to know. So, like, let's take Aaron Rodgers. When I talked to him, he talked forever on one question. Right. I don't really, the first, I didn't know, should I jump in? Should I cut it off? Should I move on? And then if you listen to Snoop Dogg, his answers were really nice and short and concise, which as an interviewer allows you a lot more conversation with him. So I'm just kind of really learning, you know, how to, to control the, the interview in a good way, you know, so that, so that you really get to the heart of something and that I get to have some, um, some impact on where we go with the conversation. But it's harder than, you, than, it, than it looks or than it sounds. It definitely is. You have to be a good listener, and I can tell you're a good listener. Speaking of listening, when we talked before, you said that your family might be giving you some coaching tips on the podcast. Have they weighed in so far with uh, how you're doing? Well, they, they're just completely blown away, Brian, by you know the, the people that we've had on there. Right. My girls, my girls are just like, really? You and Snoop Dogg? That's <laughs> one that <laughs> You're a cool dad with Snoop Dogg on your show. It's like, geez, Dad, what, where did that come from? So, but it just shows, you know, the beautiful thing about Adidas is, you know, we've got people that, you know, we're, that we're touching, you know, from Aaron Rodgers to Snoop Dogg. And it's just such a – honestly, one of my favorites was with um, Don Garber from Major League Soccer. I mean, he was so profound and so visionary in what he saw with Major League Soccer and – his commitment to it. So, yeah, my kids, they didn't think I was very good at the beginning, but they think I'm improving. So, Well, the other thing, too, you know, I've learned some stuff about you. Is it true that you played on your high school basketball team? Well, yeah, you know, nobody's going to believe this, okay? But, well, first of all, I'm from northern Wisconsin, so it wasn't exactly like we were in the heart of great athletes. But (laughs) I played football. I played football all through high school, started uh, on the varsity team. I was the MVP of our varsity basketball team my senior year, and I was, you know, I was on the golf team, got a golf scholarship. So, yeah, I played all kinds of sports at 5'7", 160 pounds. So do you think Bill Self would have recruited you back in the day? No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Me and uh, Snoop Dogg talking about it, but I said, gosh, Snoop, you must have been a tall quarterback. And he said, no, I was only, I was, uh, you know, in my 5'7", 
five foot something in high school. I said, well, I was taller than you. And he said, hey, you didn't eat your Wheaties, Mark. That's your problem. So that was pretty funny. Yeah, and then he said he's 6'4 now, and you said you shrunk to 5'7". So you guys are going the opposite direction, right? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But no, I grew up, Brian. I was a big sports guy. I mean, I love sports, and it's not so much that I was any good. I just loved it, and I played all the sports. And you know, just and and being able to work in sport my whole life, and now being able to interview these people that really are shaping sport, um, really really cool. We've got some really great um, guys coming up. We're trying to get my friend Sergio Garcia right before the Masters. Um, so we're um, we've got some really great um, guests coming up in the next few months too. Mark King, Adidas Group President for North America, is joining us here on Sports Business Radio. You can find his sports business podcast, Extraordinary Happens, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. What's the most surprising thing that someone has said to you so far on your podcast? It was Pam Oliver. When No, I, I think Pam Oliver is fantastic. I mean, I've watched her um, for many, many years. And when she, when, just the way she described how she was in the dummy class and she wasn't very good in math and people had put her into an aisle, um, you know, in the classroom where all the dumb people sat and right there and right then and there she decided she wasn't going to let others set her boundaries. I mean, I'll never forget when she said that, the honesty in which she said it, um, you know, which was really you know, self-deprecating about her own skill and knowledge. And obviously she's very smart and very talented, but the honesty that she shared um, was just, it was mind-blowing to me. Uh, I remember that like it happened yesterday. Yeah, you know, that's the thing that we talked about the first conversation we had, too, is because of your relationship with the people that you're having on your podcast, they're probably going to be more comfortable sharing things with you than they would be with someone they don't know. So that was a great example of her really opening up and and talking about a key decision in her life that was very pivotal for her. Yeah, and then then, I don't know if you remember Eric Berry's buying, but I mean, he, he talked so openly, and that was the first time in public he talked about his cancer and what it was to go through it. And, and, I mean, I had just asked him, you know, just, hey, would you mind sharing some of what you went through? He said, absolutely. And, um, you know, I remember the woman that produces the, the show, she was sitting across from me listening, and uh, she was bawling her eyes out. I mean, just, just the raw honesty that's really what surprised me from all of these people in Snoop Dogg. I mean, just really, it was just, just really been surprising to me having never done anything like this before. Yeah, Eric Berry, what a story he is. I mean, he, he has beaten cancer and he's back out on the field and, you know, playing like an all pro again. Just, you know, anyone who's gone through cancer knows how hard that can be on your body. And when you're an elite athlete, to go what he went through and return to prominence on the field, I couldn't have more respect for him. Yeah, and he, he shortly after that, he came uh, to visit us in Portland. So I spent a couple hours with him or a little time with him. And uh, just a delightful young man, really committed, and uh, just so happy to, you know, to be playing and to be alive and just... Well, these are wonderful people. Just sport really produces wonderful people. 
So, Mark, again, there's a common theme with the people that you've had on. And one of the questions I, I've wanted to ask you is when Adidas signs an athlete or when you decide to partner with someone, what are the traits that you're looking for from that athlete or from that partner? Yeah, that's a great question. And, of course, when you sign a lot of athletes, Brian, whatever kind of characteristics or, or profile you're looking for, it, sometimes it's really difficult but I, I, let's, let's take James Harden. I think he would be the best example. So one of the things that we're trying to, to develop here is that the Adidas brand is a little bit off the, uh, the main track and that it's really for people who see the world through their own lens, who want to create something that's special and different and create something through, through their lens and, and not just follow this is the path that everybody else has. So if you know anything about James Harden, he's very, first of all, the beard. Uh, he's a very eccentric kind of guy, uh, really wants to tell his story his way. And the word we use for that is creator. And we're really looking for people who are creators and not just followers. And so you look for people, um, for athletes, that, that have those kind of, of attributes. And I think Von Miller would be a really good example of that. Um, obviously, um, Aaron Rodgers, when we look at the way he plays the quarterback position and the way he um, creates plays and uses his feet and not only is a great passer. So that's what we're looking for. Um, whether you can always find that, um, you know, that it doesn't always work perfectly. But we want people that are passionate about sport and who want to really create something unique and different through their performance. So with those traits in mind, how often do you get to meet partners, whether, again, athletes or teams, before Adidas says we're going to sign and, and have a formal relationship with you? I know you have sports marketing people who do the day-to-day -day stuff, but how often do you get to be part of that decision? I would say the majority of the time. Um, not, not all the time, but, but the majority of the time. For example, when we signed... Arizona State and Miami spent a lot of time with Ray Anderson from Arizona State and Blake James from from Miami. You know what are they looking for in a partner to come in and work with them and their athletes and their their student body? And what are we looking for? And would they be open to having different uniforms and be able to make statements through design? And would they be looking to experiment with different things? And some schools are very open to it, and some are not. And so the reason that we really picked Arizona State and Miami was they were really, really open to let's do some really interesting things around uniform design, uh, different helmets during the year. Not helmets, but, I mean, what's on the helmet. And, uh, and a lot of colleges are doing that, but not all of them. So, um, I, But I would say maybe 75% of the time, um, I'm, I'm going to be somewhat a part of the process. Mark King, Adidas Group President for North America, is our guest. You can find his sports business podcast, Extraordinary Happens, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. We've got a few minutes left. Mark, for our listeners, I know there's probably not a typical day for you, but in a normal period where you're not traveling all over the world, what does your schedule look like? What are you doing on a, on a regular basis? Well, uh, you know, I would say this. Everyone that, that, that has a position like mine, 
you, you, there's so many things that you could be involved in that you you get to choose kind of where you want to spend your time and then how how do you delegate some of the other areas. So the, the, the most important thing for me in my job are the people and the environment that we work in. So I would say 40% of my time is around making sure that the people that report directly to me um, have the kind of uh, support and, and and assets that they need to carry out their job, um, spend a lot of time walking around talking to employees, spend a lot of time working on different things around culture that really promotes innovation and creating new and different things. So I would say people and culture is, is the biggest thing that I do. Uh, the second thing would definitely be around the products that we sell. Now, although we have a global group that actually, you know, makes these products, we still have a group that looks at a lot of these products, the new footwear, the technologies, the storytelling. So a lot about product. And then customers. I, I still love to talk to our retail customers that present our brand. So I spend a lot of time on the phone uh, with some of our retail customers. And then, of course, Brian, the thing that's most important in my job is the money. So uh, my office is right next to the CFO, you know, who's uh, responsible for all the financials for the company to make sure that we're moving forward, that we're, you know, we're profitable. So that's that's kind of how I spend my day. Well, you hear a lot of companies talk about culture, and I can just tell from talking to you that you're a great culture guy, and it really starts at the top with someone like yourself and, and trickles down to everyone else in the company. And if this tone is set by the president, like you set, then I think everyone else follows suit. So, you know, the other thing I think that's great, and we talked about this the first time we talked, is there's not many people in your position that I know of that would do a podcast like this and show the human side of themselves, show the relationships they have with the people that do business with the company. And I think the conversations that you've had so far have not only been interesting for the guests that you have on, but I've learned about you and I see you in a different light than I saw you before. So I think that's been great too. Well, well, thanks. It's, I, I just think, um, and what you, it's not so much what I think. People are just people, Brian. And I think the more you know about people, um, you know, one, the more interesting it is. And the more you, that you, you kind of come to grips with who you are and, and, you know, for all the greatness that these people have, they're just people, and they've made mistakes, and they 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 started out from humble beginnings, and they've committed themselves, and you know that's the kind of 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 example that you want for the rest of the employees is hey, no matter where you are in the company and in your career, you know, find something you love, commit to it, and try to do something really cool, and and good stuff happens to almost. Anybody who tries, and I, and I think that's the inspiring thing about the podcast and about sport and the industry that we work in. All right, just a few minutes left. We've got to talk March Madness. I know you did a bracket. Yeah. I did one as well. Adidas has five schools remaining, Kansas, Texas A&M, Miami, Indiana, and Wisconsin. i got to tell you, I, I've been rooting for Texas A&M from the beginning of the tournament Billy Kennedy, their coach, has Parkinson's. I'm good friends with Brian Grant, who used to play in the NBA, who has Parkinson's. I know Michael J. Fox, and 
I saw his story on ESPN, and I just was like, I, I got to root for that guy, and I got to root for their yeah. team. And when I saw the comeback that they had against Northern Iowa, I've never seen anything like that in my life, down 12 with 33 seconds left, and you come back and win that game. What do you think about the Sweet 16? Are you excited for the remainder of the tournament? Well, I'll tell you what. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm in a couple of pools, and it's been, and you know this, it's been unbelievable the amount of upsets. And the AM game, I literally turned it off <laughs> with a minute to go, and I missed the finish. That, I mean, that's how over the game was, right? Right, right. Um, so, I, I mean, I, I, I went all the way with Kansas because I, I had spoken to Bill and, and thought oh. they were uh, probably the, the class of the tournament. Yes. But I also have Indiana. Um, beating North Carolina in the Sweet 16 to go to the the Elite Eight. So um, I got Indiana still alive and, and hopefully beating North Carolina coming up. And then Miami, I think, is um, uh, a really a, a chance to do some pretty cool things here. So um, I, I still got Miami rolling along, too. Um, so it's just really fantastic. Uh, I went to the University of Wisconsin-Green Bay, and the men got in the tournament. Now, they were beat by A&M in the first round. They were annihilated. And the women from UWGB also got in. They got beat by Tennessee in the first round. But from a little school up in, in northern uh, Wisconsin, we had two teams in, in both in the men's and the women's tournament, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's, I think that's great. Now, I, I think I, think I got to go Kansas. I, I think they're the best team Um so we'll we'll find out because Maryland's playing good though, so that's going to be a tough game for them. Yeah, they Kansas is. I mean, boy, Bill Self is such a great coach, and they have a lot of talent. And I feel like if you can get through the first two rounds and kind of avoid those early upsets, like we saw Michigan State fall victim to, yeah. then you've got a chance, and you get more confidence as you go along. So I, I like that Kansas pick. I, I think you're on the money there. Unfortunately, I had Michigan State winning it all, and they went out in round one. So it tells you how well I can pick the the tournament. Well, from the from the other side of the bracket, I had West Virginia going all the way meeting Kansas, and they went out in the first round. So there you go. Wow. Well, Mark, I always appreciate you taking the time to join us. Mark King, Adidas Group President for North America. You find his sports business podcast, Extraordinary Happens, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. I've really enjoyed the episode so far. I'll look forward to listening to more episodes, and I'll look forward to our next conversation. Thanks, Mark. Thank you, Brian. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back. Podcast this show and any other past SBR episode at sportsbusinessradio.com. Back with more SBR, powered by Postano, after this. Hello, everyone. Mark King here, president of Adidas Group North America. One of the most inspiring parts of my job is the conversations I have every day with extraordinary people who are shaping the sports landscape. I talk to athletes, league executives, athletic directors, and agents, and now I'm bringing these conversations to you through my new podcast series, Extraordinary Happens, Competing in Sports, Business, and Life. This series dives deeper into what inspires the people who are leading change in sport, both on and off the field. I want to know what makes them tick and uncover how they're challenging convention to make extraordinary things happen for their teams, their businesses, and themselves. And I want to share those stories and insights with you. Tune in to my bi-weekly episodes of Extraordinary Happens on iTunes and Stitcher. And remember, get out there, challenge each other, lead change, and make extraordinary happen. This is Sports 
Business Radio. We are back to wrap up this edition of Sports Business Radio. Thanks to our friend Mark King from Adidas for joining us. Our show staff, Brian Griggs and Josh Blank. Thanks to our friends at Pistano for powering Sports Business Radio. Follow them online at Pistano.com or on Twitter at Pistano. Thanks to our friends at Boingo Wireless for powering our Sports Business Radio Roadshow. Follow them online at Boingo.com or on Twitter at Boingo. I will give you a hint. We are working on our next stop for our roadshow, and it's going to be somewhere good. So we hope to have an announcement on that sometime soon. A podcast reminder, you can catch our show on demand via podcast. Go to iTunes, type in Sports Business Radio, or rate it in the top 100 business news podcasts. You can also find our show on Audioboom and via the TuneIn Radio and Stitcher apps. Follow me on Twitter at SB Radio. Our Twitter feed was named to the top 50 sports business must-follows on Twitter by Forbes.com for 2015. Few news and notes on the Sports PR Summit in New York. Jeff Gordon is our featured speaker. Stephen Ross, the owner of the Miami Dolphins, will also be a featured conversation. We've got a few spots left. If you want to attend that event for senior PR people, only 125 spots. You can request an invitation by going to sportsprsummit.com. We've added an event focused on social media that Twitter will host July 20th at Twitter headquarters in San Francisco. Learn more about that at sportsprsummit.com. Click on events and click on San Francisco. Griggs, what do you think? Who do you have uh, going? You've got Oregon in the uh, <laughs> yeah. championship game. You had Michigan State like I did. How do you see this thing playing out? Oh, my gosh. I mean, I don't know. It's, uh, <clears throat> I, I, I think it's going to be one of the big schools winning it. It's going to be an Indiana or a Duke or a Kansas. It's, it's just looking that way to me. There's some really good teams. I mean, some teams that have looked very, very impressive so far. I would say Kansas has looked as impressive as yeah. anyone. But, you know, who knows? Villanova's look good. Indiana beat Kentucky. Indiana, boy, if they get there, they had to go through Kentucky. Yeah. They'll have to knock off North Carolina. They have a tough road. So if they get to the finals, they are going to be battle-tested. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to watch, but you know the madness is is always fun to watch, and uh, I, I'm looking forward to the remainder of the tournament and then baseball right around the corner. Yep, and of course uh, our favorite golf tournament, the Masters. The Masters. It's always interesting. Who do you have in the Masters? <laughs> uh, I am going to go Adam Scott again. Are you really? Yep. He's playing some good golf right now. He is really playing well. Uh, Adam Scott looks good. Everyone's going to go with Jordan Spieth. Yep. I I think this may be the year for Jason Day. And that would be great, too. I think Jason Day yep. may get it done this year. Uh, Jason Day, an Adidas athlete, by the way. There you go. Yep. So, I, and I like him. You know, I really like how he carries himself. I love his story coming up and how he learned to play golf. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I tend to root for good people. Yep. And, uh, you know, I think he'd be great. So, we'll see. But, yeah, I love the Masters. And, uh, you know, we'll see how that all plays out. All right, for Brian Griggs, I'm Brian Berger. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon right here on Sports Business Radio. Hi, it's Brian Berger. Here at Sports Business Radio, we are proud to work with our partners, Pastano. They make a sports-proven visual marketing platform that I've personally been amazed to see. Teams like the Dallas Cowboys, Boston Red Sox, LA Kings, and Cleveland Cavaliers all use Pastano to engage their fans. 
When sports teams and fans tell their stories together, amazing things can happen. Every fan has a story. Whether you want to put selfies on the Jumbotron, create a dynamic social media command center, or activate a hashtag campaign on your website, Pistano can design an amazing social experience true to your brand. Even better, using the Pistano platform can pay for itself through selling sponsorships. As an example, the Kings sell sponsor space to Toyota and other clients and run the ads using Pistano. Want to see what your team's social content could look like? Schedule a demo today. Go to pistano.com slash sports. If you're a fan of this podcast, you understand the real power of engaging your fans. And these guys get it. That is P-O-S-T-A-N-O dot com.